Blog Talk Radio. There is power in the prayers of the saints. The fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight, and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. Stand with us now in agreement as we pray and wage spiritual warfare for the nations, for our country, for the lost. Welcome to Thursday Night Intercessory Prayer. everybody and welcome to our Thursday night intercessory prayer. Today is April the 4th. Hard to believe it is already April. Time seems to be really flying by. And we just welcome all of you. Thank you for being on the program with us, especially in uh, uh, Witness Project and all of those. And we appreciate Sister Deanna simulcasting the program on Witness Project and she'll be joining us in a little bit. We have Sam on the program tonight as well as others that will be praying with us. I believe we have Steve and Greg and Claudia calling in from Brazil. So we really appreciate all you people calling in. And we will give the phone number out also in a little bit so that if you want to call in and pray with us, stand in agreement with us, then you can do that. Now, the colonel is not with us tonight. His wife is uh, traveling, and he has to take care of the family, so he's busy doing that. And as always, we sorely miss the colonel when he's not on the program, but we're glad that he's putting his family first and taking care of everything there. In the meantime, things are getting really crazy out there. If you've been following the caravans that have been coming up from uh, South America and Mexico, They are sending one caravan after the other, and a lot of these uh, immigrants are now flooding into the United States, especially along the border in Texas. There was a story out today saying that there's about 600 immigrants coming across the border into Texas towns every day. These are people, you have to remember, these are people that don't have a job, they don't have any money, no resources. And so the crime rates of these towns are just skyrocketing because uh, these immigrants are out, uh, no doubt, stealing, going into supermarkets and stealing food and who knows whatever. This is a really big problem that we've got. Thanks to the wonderful globalists in uh, in our government who do not want a wall between us and uh, Mexico. So this is one of the problems we're facing, just one after the other. And one of the things that I have heard is that they are preparing to split Israel. You've probably heard this before, where they want to split Israel and make part of it a Palestinian state. 
And God is not happy about this at all. And he has said in his word, if you split Israel, I will split you. So this is another thing that may be happening in the in the near future. I think it will. We're praying against it, but we hope that it doesn't happen. So there's a whole lot going on, and we appreciate everyone who joins us for prayer because the Lord says in his word, pray without ceasing. And that's what we need to do at this time. We are in a great spiritual battle right now. And we have to continue to pray. This is how we fight against the uh, forces of darkness. The devil and all of his minions is through prayer and spiritual warfare. So that's what we're all about here. Now, a little bit later, we're going to be doing something a little bit different on this program every week. And that is we're going to be doing some spiritual warfare prayers where I will be reading the prayers, praying the prayers, and then everyone that's listening, all we ask is that you stand in agreement with us and just say amen. I stand in agreement with that. Remember the 120 in the upper room during Pentecost. They were praying for the Holy Spirit to come, that Jesus had promised, and that they were not to do anything until the Holy Spirit had come and empowered them to do what Jesus had commissioned them to do. So here we had a room with 120 believers all praying in one accord. And the movement of the Holy Spirit when it arrived was amazing. This is the power that we have as saints in prayer if we pray in one accord. Because the word says, what is it? Uh, one can put a hundred to flight and two a thousand. So you add believers to the mix. Every believer that you add, it uh, sounds like it increases the number that you can put to flight by about a, about 10,000. This is really incredible. And this is something that we as Christians need to get into our heads is the power of prayer. So we're going to be doing that tonight. We're going to be praying prayers of renunciation. And when we get to that, I will explain what it's all about. And then we will also be making this prayer available to those of you who want to add this to your arsenal. So at this time, I believe uh, Deanna is all ready to uh, bring Sam on and others. So Deanna, I'll turn it over to you. Hey, Brother Chuck, thank you. We're testing a new thing out tonight. And I have Brother Sam here. So, Brother Sam, come on in, and uh, God bless you. Thank you for sitting in while the colonel's gone, too. We really appreciate you. God bless you. Yeah, it's an honor to be with you, as always. And uh, I agree with Chuck just about um, being in agreement and standing in one accord. You know, the Lord's not always looking for just a, a big stadium of people. You know, sometimes we get our heads kind of in these grandiose ideas about um, what it means to pray. And and really the Lord's, he's looking for people to show up. (laughs) Just the showing up is sometimes the hardest part, isn't it? (laughs) So, you know, I I believe the Lord is, uh, he's moving on the hearts of his people to, to enter into a deeper place of prayer, come up to that upper room and wait on the Lord and to abide in him firstly and to to hear from him and then the action 
of God, the mission of God comes out of that waiting. Um, the mission of God came uh, after the upper room. And so the, that upper room encounter that um, the disciples had was so important. It was more than just uh, uh, head knowledge or revelation of the mind. It was a, an inward transformation that occurred to then send, send the people of God out to um, establish the church and to spread the gospel of the kingdom of God. Um, the, the gospel of the kingdom of God is one of the most controversial issues, I believe, in the body of Christ, even though there's a lot of other things that are being talked about. One of the, the, the most truly controversial issues is the kingdom of God, because um, it has to do with uh, how, how powerful is he really? And is he really going to rule and reign here and now on the earth? And, and what does that look like? And there's a lot of questions surrounding it. There's a lot of scripture um, to, to dive into. And I'm excited because, uh, the kingdom of God is now, isn't it? We, we are in a, a time where God's kingdom is coming. God's kingdom is here to one measure and it will be here in a greater measure in the age to come. And we, we have much to look forward to. There's a great hope in, in Christ. There's a great hope. Um, there's not any hope in this world. And man, may, may we really come to learn that, that we cannot place any trust in this world, but we can trust in the Lord. He is faithful and he's good forever. Amen. Amen. So, um, yeah, I, I, I've had it on my heart tonight to share from, uh, Psalm 110, the Lord placed this on, on my heart. It's a prophecy about the coming Messiah. Isn't that amazing that there's all these prophecies of the Messiah, you know, the Jews are still waiting and uh, that's, that's a sad thing for them. Um, and, and may they come into the revelation of Christ, the true Messiah, because he, he has come. He, he came and he didn't come maybe in the form that, uh, we can interpret from Psalm 110, but he is that in the spirit. So if you, if you open up to Psalm 110, let's start at the beginning. It says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies, your footstool. The Lord said to my Lord, <laughs> isn't that amazing? So if you go to Matthew 22 and Mark 12 and Luke 20, um, Basically, this is a conversation between the father and the son. The father says to the son, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. And it's this plan of God to send his son to the earth to, to redeem mankind unto himself. And it's this amazing uh, breaking into a darkened world and a darkened age in bringing a light, the light of God into this darkened age to rescue us from the condition that we're in. And this, this rescue mission of God um, is not a, uh, a timid rescue mission. It's a forceful one in the spirit. Outwardly, it looks like humility. Outwardly, it looks like meekness. 
If you go to the Beatitudes, it looks like all of those things in the Beatitudes. If you go to the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians, it looks like all of those things outwardly. We begin to see the signs, the fruit of the Spirit. But in the Spirit realm, in the Spirit, there is a mighty deliverance, a mighty deliverer, Jesus Christ, who came to supply our way out of the condition that we're in and into his original plan and purpose intent, his eternal purpose and plan for, for humanity. So the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. This isn't like light language, is it? It's not just a delicate language. It's forceful. It's powerful. It's authoritative. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. You know, it's interesting that Jesus, one of the ways he, he broke the power of Satan was by giving his life. He literally sacrificed himself, sacrificed himself that he may rule over the enemy. He broke the system of the enemy. You know, the enemy, I like to think of it as there's an economy of darkness. The wages of sin is death. What's your payment? What's the, what's the economics of the dark system? What's the economics of the, the kingdom of darkness? And the, there's these wages. There's a payment. There's a payback for sin. There's an exchange that we, we come into. We're born into it, and we can participate with it even more and more throughout our lives. But it's this exchange with the evil one. And it's this, the wages is, is death, the wages for sin, for sinning, for cooperating with that dark kingdom. The payment for that is death. And it's a system of give, uh, of, of you owe me this. So you did this and therefore I have rights over you and now you owe me this. And it's very contractual. It's very legalistic. But then when you get into the next passage, it says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The gift of God, it's a different economy than the kingdom of darkness. It's where there is a giving and there's no payment required in return for that gift. The only payment required is the sacrifice and that sacrifice is Christ himself laying his life down on the altar. Amen. So one of the things that one of the things that I want to to bring up is that when we enter into a place of prayer, when we come into a place of prayer, it's not our our prayers in and of themselves that make all the difference. It's the authority of Christ working through the saints, working through his people that bring forth his, his plan and his purpose. So we're not just trying to achieve our will through prayer. We're actually allowing the will of God to work through us. We're allowing the eternal perfect will of God to work through us. And it's important that we, 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 open our hearts to him and don't just say, okay, Lord, 
here's what needs to happen based off of what I see outwardly. We respond to the, the working of the Holy Spirit in, in within us, and we pray according to his will. So as we, we're going to take some more time in prayer here, um, and Chuck's going to share some more about warfare prayer. This isn't about just uh, being, being loud. It's a, allowing the strength of God to work through us. I love how the Father says, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. <laughs> so the Lord's even showing the Son. The Father's showing the Son, look, look at this. <laughs> you know? So there's this there's this power and authority of God that that he he is the God of all creation and there's no king above him. There's no God above him. You shall have no other gods before me is what he says. And so we need a, a place in our hearts continually. There is no other God before you, Lord. And may there be no other idol, no other God before you. And if there is an idol in me, forgive me, I repent. If there's an idol before me, forgive me, I repent. And let's be willing to lay it down, lay it all down, that we may flow with him, that we may know him, that we may please him. Because he, if we're going to please anybody, let's please God. Let's stop all the people pleasing, the man pleasing, all of the, the self pleasing, and let's please the Lord. Let's, let's, allow ourselves to be laid down on the altar, to be conformed to the death of Christ, which is a worship, a laying down of the life. So we're conformed. This is Philippians 3. We're conformed in his death. And so we, we are conformed to, to the image and likeness of Jesus, to the nature of the Lamb. We don't become Jesus. We don't become little gods. But we allow his nature to be worked into us. And so when we pray, Lord, Pray through us. Let your nature, let your very heart and your, your perspective, your desire, your will, and your purpose come through us as we pray. So I'll just open up real quick, and then I'll turn it over to Chuck. Lord, I ask that your government be established within me, and that you cast out all of the self-government, all of the, the government of me, Lord. And I ask that you would move through us tonight and you move through us in prayer as we come before your throne lord boldly because there's so much going on in our in our time there's so many needs lord but the greatest need is you the greatest need is to know you the greatest need is that you would be deeply and firmly established within us lord as our god our savior our father our our lover of our soul, that we would have that, that deep, intimate relationship with you, that we may please you, Lord. Not only with our words, not only with our prayers, but we would please you with our actions. We would please you with our thoughts. We would please you in all things, 24-7, Lord, that we would be a, a living offering, a temple of the Holy Spirit, a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I ask that you would make your enemies in this time your footstool. Thank you that you did at the cross and you have power over every enemy. We cast out all, uh, we cast aside all doubt and unbelief. And we repent of all doubt and unbelief. 
because you are who you said you are. We believe in you. We trust you, Lord, and we don't set our eyes on anybody now but you. We, we, we turn our eyes away from all other gods, all other things, turn our eyes away from ourselves, our situations, and even our relationships, and we set our eyes upon you, Lord, that we may know you and that you may be known in this earth and in this time. Thank you, Lord. We are here waiting on you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that prayer, Sam. That's a great prayer. And uh, one of the things we're going to do tonight, you know, when we are we are in this battle, and as Sam said, we need to keep our eyes on the Lord and not on ourselves. And one of the things that he tells his people uh, is don't look at the circumstances. Because if you do, then he, there's not much he can do for you. Remember when Peter got out of the boat. He said, Lord, if that's you, have me come out and walk on the water like you are. And Jesus said, come. And so Peter got out of the boat. Interesting, 12 disciples and only one of them believed enough to get out on the water, and which he did. And he started walking toward Jesus, but then he took his eyes off of Jesus and saw the storm and the waves and everything, and then he started to sink. And that's what happens to us in our circumstances. If we take our mind off and you know our eyes and our mind off of the Lord then we're going to start to sink so this is very important that we keep our attention on Jesus Christ and that we keep filling ourselves every day reading his word and filling ourselves with his promises and leaning on him entirely walking by faith not by sight and he will he will perform his will in us and this is this is very very important there was a story that came out with Stan Johnson. He used to have Glad Tidings uh, Ministry, and he used to be on our program when we had Prophetic Message, and he shared a story on there where he and his wife were in uh, the uh, Middle East somewhere traveling, and he was ministering to a man there who wanted to hear more about Jesus. Well, as they were doing this, they were getting very close to their flight time. They had to get to the airport to catch their flight. And Stan was really concerned about that. And finally, they were driven to the airport, and they were too late. Their flight had left. I believe they were going to Cairo. And those flights are not very uh, very often, so that what meant that they had a long time to wait for the next flight. And Stan was very upset about it, but his wife was just praising the Lord in the midst of all of this. And this is something that's very important that we do. Regardless of what's happening, she had her eyes off of the circumstances and was just praising the Lord. And Stan was really angry about that. He was mad. We missed our flight, and how can you be praising the Lord at this time? But God honored that, what Stan's wife was doing. So she's praising the Lord, and Stan is, you know, is fuming because they missed their flight. And then suddenly somebody uh, from behind the counter came over and said, you know, we know you just missed your flight to Cairo. But we have another plane that's going to be flying there to uh, pick up a flight out of Cairo. And there's not going to be any passengers on the aircraft, but it's going to have, or, or regular passengers, but it's going to have a bunch of stewardesses on there. And so the Lord gave them a plane all to themselves, and they had all of these stewardesses that were serving them on the airplane. And that was a great lesson for Stan 
you know, that he learned from his wife, and that is in all circumstances, just praise the Lord. And what this does is the Lord, as we know, he inhabits the praises of his people, and this shuts down the devil. He can't do anything if you're praising the Lord and keeping your eyes on him. So I thought that is was very appropriate, a very appropriate story to remember just to praise the Lord. It's hard. If we're in difficult situations and we don't know what to do or what's going to happen, it's difficult. But this is part of our training here because we need to lean on Jesus Christ entirely. So what we're going to do right now, and I'm going to see about making this a feature every week to uh, have uh, prayers like this that everyone out there can uh, listen to and just stand in agreement. And I'm going to pray these prayers for all of us. And then at the end of the prayers, I will give out my email address so that if you'd like a copy of these to add to your arsenal, I will be very happy to send it to you. But this is uh, uh, these are prayers for the renunciation, that is to remove the legal grounds of the enemy. And it's very easy to do if we say things that are in agreement with the enemy. It's very easy to do if we don't think about what we're saying. And there are some things that we should not be carrying or allowing to operate in our lives. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. That's in John 10.10. Now that which we have allowed will affect us in one way or the other. Satan wants to bind, restrict, arrest, and frustrate our blessings, but he can't do it unless we give him legal grounds to do it. So we need to remove every legal ground and close every legal door that we have opened to him to work against us. We need to agree again with God and to begin to disagree with Satan and his kingdom. So we need to forbid the devil's contaminations and manipulation from continuing to enter our lives. And this is where renunciation comes in. Now, the word renounce comes from the Greek word, which means to forbid, to give up, to disown, or to say or speak off of oneself that which he has agreed with and which has bound him together with something that carries detrimental effects against him, and that is the kingdom of darkness. And Satan is very uh, tricky in trying to get us to say something that is in agreement with the kingdom of darkness. And uh, some of this also takes place in our dreams, and I'm uh, planning on talking about that also, because there are things that happen in our dreams that are not good when the devil gets in there. And there is a way to protect ourselves from that, and I will mention that at the when we're done with this. So that's why a renunciation prayer needs to be spoken or declared into the realm of the spirit. It is the key for speaking off of ourselves every legal right Satan uses to bind us. Now, as uh, I pray these prayers and you stand in agreement, we will be canceling and removing off of ourselves every legal ground which the enemy has had access to work against us. Now, as we declare them, stand in agreement with them, and we can do this violently and with holy anger because the word says that we take the kingdom of heaven by force. We have to get angry and violent about it when we do it. Anyway, when this happens, satanic agreements will be broken. Spiritual files that have been archived against us will be roasted by fire. And we will release ourselves from every satanic power that has been suffocating our spiritual progress. Because the devil does keep records, and we want to destroy those records. So here we go and just stand in agreement with these prayers. 
In the name of Jesus, we renounce all agreements made with Satan, his spirits, his kingdom, and all of his agents. We renounce and reject all satanic offers made to us by the power of darkness. We renounce all lust, perversion, immorality, and unclean spirits that want to bring us to level zero. In other words, flatline us. Just like someone who uh, their heart stops beating and you have a flatline, that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to flatline us so that we're not getting anywhere in our spiritual walk. We renounce all witchcraft, sorcery, divination, and occult involvement in the past or in our present. We renounce all ungodly soul ties and immoral relationships. We renounce all hatred, anger, resentment, revenge, retaliation, unforgiveness, and bitterness. Sometimes things like this can creep in if we're not careful. So we have to be on the lookout to not allow this to take a hold and especially not to speak anything that is in agreement with this. We renounce all vices and bad habits that have bound us up. We renounce pride, envy, jealousy, and covetousness. We renounce the spirit of fear and declare that it will have no part in us. Therefore, we renounce all negative fears with all of its torments. We renounce all ungodly covenants, oaths, and vows made by our ancestors going back 20 generations on both our father's and our mother's sides of the family. We renounce and revoke every idle word that we have spoken, giving any spirits, legal, uh, evil spirits, legal grounds into our lives. We renounce, disannul, revoke, and break every evil covenant made in our dreams. We renounce, refuse, and reject every false prophetic word spoken over us, which is still active in the spirit world. We forbid and shake off of ourselves every demonic straitjacket that has kept our growth as a disciple of Jesus Christ paralyzed. Let every demonic file with our names on it be burned by fire. In the name of Jesus, we command a Holy Ghost reversal of every evil operation put in motion against us. Let every yes that has given Satan access to us be canceled and turned into a no. We renounce by fire every hidden work of darkness in our lives. We renounce and throw off of ourselves every demonic yoke that binds us together with the kingdom of darkness. Let every satanic activity against us due to opening any legal door to Satan be crippled and closed. We command that every demonic file still active against us in the realm of Satan be destroyed by fire. And now just give praise and worship to the Lord and thank him for what he has done as a result of these powerful, powerful praise, prayers of renunciation. Now, one of the things we mentioned in there is the dreams. Uh, the devil will come into our dreams if there is an open door for him to do so. And we've all experienced this when we will wake up in the morning and remember a dream that we had or dreams that were very wicked uh, sometimes they're sex dreams, uh, just all kinds of weird stuff. And these are not from the Lord. These are from the devil. And this is something that I do all the time before I go to sleep. And that is before you go to bed at night, just pray and just ask the Lord. And you can speak it. You can make a proclamation of it. Just surround yourself entirely by a Holy Ghost wall of fire that prevents the enemy from coming into your dreams. And this will keep him out. 
sometimes I forget to do it, and I know I did when I wake up the next morning, and wow, there, more than likely there's a dream there that I should not have had. So there's there's more concerning dreams, too, and things that take place in there, and hopefully we can get into that in uh, later times. So if you would like a copy of this uh, prayer or these prayers that we just spoke, you can send me an email. My email address is chuk dot w-i-l-s-o-n at hotmail.com that's c-h-u-k dot w-i-l-s-o-n at hotmail just email me and tell me that you would like the renunciation prayers and I'll be happy to send you a copy of them so those are our prayers for tonight at this time I'm going to turn it back to Deanna I believe she's got some some of our friends with her who are ready to pray Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to turn it back over to Brother Sam and uh, let him share what the Lord put on his heart. And then afterwards, we will add our prayers. Anybody that would like to call in and share their prayers tonight, if you've had something on your heart, something that you want to agree with or you want to pray um, or praise the Lord, the phone number is 602 602- Seven five three one nine seven seven, and we will get to uh, some more prayers, and I'll probably add some prayers. Brother Greg will add some prayers after Brother Sam. So come on back, Sam. That was some good stuff. I totally agree with what you were saying, and I say, Thy will be done, Heavenly Father. Thy will be done. It's so important that Amen. we align our will with His will. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I mean, it's um, just following up on what Chuck was sharing. You know, we're we're in this uh, kind of intense season of witchcraft uh, with the spring equinox and um, everything leading up to, you know, Passover and all of that. And there's a lot of just there's a lot of dark activity going around, you know, um, and and one of the signs of that is uh, really deep sleep, um, and, and dreaming. Sometimes it's like a deep slumber that can come on people, um, because of just this increase of darkness. And I'm not saying every, everybody who has a good night's sleep is under the hand of the enemy. Don't misunderstand me. But what I'm saying is, um, you know, it's a, it's a good time to just be on guard and, um, have our kind of, uh, have our, our hearts and our eyes, just recentered and refocused on the Lord, um, just that there would be no uh, no open door, like Chuck said, there'd be no open door to the enemy. I find especially the issue for me is um, the self-life is the open door in, in a lot of ways. It's when I uh, begin to, to do what's right in my own eyes rather than to wait on the Lord. A man plans his own ways, but the Lord directs his steps there's a waiting on God that's important. And we don't just make our decisions in life based off of what we want anymore as believers. That's not this, the gospel of Jesus Christ is not a self-improvement gospel. So we're not in a, we're not allowed. It's not, this isn't a convenience gospel. It's not a, a, a a self-fulfilling, a self-pleasure gospel. It's actually at the expense of the natural self um that god is going to break us forth into 
uh, his, his greater plan for us. It's when we lay down those things in Christ. Um, and I'm not saying a religious, uh, religious duty, but I am saying that um, Jesus said, you know, if you want, uh, if you want to gain your life, you're going to have to lose it. Um, and if you, if, if you want your life, you know, if you want it, if you want what you want and that's all you're going to do, then you're going to lose your life. And there's a, there's a cost because, you know, to follow Christ means to, to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow him. So I know some of that's repetitive, it's foundational, but it is sadly something that, you know, we have to revisit regularly because of a lot of the the mixed messages that go around in our culture now. Um, and uh, one of the things too, kind of in response to, uh, to the prayers uh, specifically is the closing of the door to uh, vain imaginations or idle words. There's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of activity that the enemy uh, wants to stir up in us. It's almost like this, this worrying, this fear, or it's just not, maybe it's not a direct spirit of fear, but it's this, uh, the mind just wandering and wandering and wandering. And uh, the Lord wants us to have him first in everything all the time, top of mind, even if we're not thinking about God, that we're communing with him in the spirit, you know, relationship with the Lord is actually a spiritual, a spiritual spirit to spirit relationship. It's not based in intellect. Um, that's, that's, a, that's one thing that actually we need to surrender at the cross is our intellect. Our minds are going to lead us astray. Our thoughts will lead us astray. Our reason can even lead us astray. Um, it, how could you say that, Sam? That seems so irrational. Well, if all of these reasonable, reasonable politicians and academics and scholars argue as much as they do, clearly reason is not the answer because there's so much disunity produced through reason. Amen. <laughs> and so well, the issue isn't reason. The issue is an issue of the heart. It's the issue of I surrender all before you, Lord. And we can all come together and have fellowship when we're, when we are surrendering our, our will, our mind and our emotions, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength means to lay those things on the altar and to make them available to him. <laughs> so I'm not saying be irrational, but I'm saying that our thoughts are going to lead us astray. So Lord, help our thoughts in this time, help our thoughts to be, uh, quieted, that our soul would be quieted before you, Lord, that we could hear your voice, Lord, and that all other voices, every other power and voice would be silenced in the name of Jesus. Every other voice would be crushed in the name of Jesus. Every other idea would be torn down, taken down, line upon line, every thought surrendered into the captivity of Christ Jesus, that we would surrender all vain thoughts, all lies would be surrendered now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that that there is a process that you have us on. I thank you for the journey, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you can do mighty works. We have faith in those mighty works, those now works. And Lord, I also thank you for the work of sanctification over time. Lord, in you, you are outside of time. 
you were outside of time. So better is one day with you. Better is one day. Psalm 110, verse 3. This might come as an encouragement to some of us here. It says, your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. So it's the power of the Lord. It's not soul power. It's not witchcraft power. It's not self-power, self-empowerment. It's not demonic power. It's the power of the Lord, the day of his power. And in that day, his people shall be volunteers. You know, when you think about all of the, the idolatry in our land, we look at famous people and leaders and politicians, and we, we want to meet them. We want to be like them. We want to have some association. Um, if you don't, then you're blessed. <laughs> but the, the, our culture tells us that that's something to be sought after or desired, or you should be like these people. Um, and so we're willing to give up time and money and, and careers even to go and uh, to be near these famous ones or to be a famous one. And, but in the day of the Lord, you know, uh, do we have that same attitude when it's the day of his power, when, when he is drawing us near, do we have that same loyalty that we do to the world? Do we have that same loyalty that we do to our favorite show or the things that that kind of help the clock tick by in our life? And the Lord, I, I think, is challenging us and saying, challenging me and saying, son, you, you would be a volunteer to all these other things when I am the most famous one, when I am the most powerful one, when I am the, the king above all kings, the Lord above all lords the greatest power above all powers. And so why, why would you waste your time? Why do you waste your time and your loyalty upon other things? And so the, the Lord challenges our loyalty and says, don't be divided in your loyalty. Give your loyalty entirely unto me. If you read James chapter three, it talks about this is the, the loyalty toward him is wholehearted all the time, 24 seven, and it's not divided. It's not confused anymore. So the Lord doesn't want us to remain in confusion. There's actually great power over confusion that the Lord's paid for. And there's a lot going on right now in our society. There's a lot going on in our world. I've been reading about the persecution going on in Nigeria right now. And maybe this is something to pray about tonight is those who are being hunted literally for their faith in Christ. And, and uh, this is happening in our time. There's persecution going on all over the world. There's there's several countries where um, it, it's completely illegal to bring the Bible in, into those countries. There's the only way to do it is covertly. There's other areas where it's real, it's it's illegal and or highly restricted. And there's still other areas that are dangerous and difficult, even if it's not illegal, just to bring in the the Bible, just to bring in the Word of God. And so we're we're seeing this, uh, this intensification. Um, it's not the first time it's happened. The, the gospel has always been trying to be snuffed out. The true pure gospel, the pure gospel is being snuffed out. See, the gospel of Jesus is too simple for a lot of people. We want other religions. We want to mix in other things. And, and the Lord doesn't allow that. The Lord doesn't want that. The Lord doesn't desire that. He, he would have us be wholeheartedly in love with him 
and have a wholehearted relationship with him and share that with others freely, freely give and freely receive, volunteer in the day of his power to not do things just for our own selfish gain or for our own financial benefit, but to say, Lord, here am I, send me, regardless of what I get out of this. I might get a prison out of this. I might get spit on or persecuted or killed or martyred. I want to read a story that um, that really hit me this week that someone actually from this fellowship sent over to me. It was um, Sister Juliet sent to me this really powerful story. And it, it's about God's intervention that saved 72 captive Nigerian Christians from Boko Haram and uh, in Nigeria. And this is, I, I'm reading the article off the Barnabas Fund. You can find it on some other sites as well. But it says a group of 500 Nigerian Muslim background Christians, so Christians who had convert, converted from Islam, a group of 500 Nigerian Christians who gathered together for, for safety after a string of Boko Haram attacks were later attacked again by the Islamic militant group. Most escaped apart from 76 men, women, and children who were taken captive, according to a Barnabas Fund contact. The 76 were taken to a Boko Haram terrorist camp where they were tortured. The four male leaders of the group were told at gunpoint to renounce their faith in Christ and revert to Islam. Now, let's pause for a second. What would cause somebody to point a gun in somebody else's faith and, and have them renounce their religion? What what power struggle is going on in this moment? What power struggle is going on in this moment? It's not hard for some of us here to, to understand, but there's clearly this demonic, satanic power struggle against the testimony of Jesus. And testimony of Jesus is always the greatest threat to the kingdom of darkness. And it is and, and will always be, and it will be finished in entirety. It was finished at the cross in the spirit and will be finished in the age to come in all, in all areas, the full redemption, right? That we long for. So they were told at gunpoint to renounce their faith in Christ and revert to Islam. When they refused holding fast to their savior, the men were shot in front of their families and friends. So tragic. The following week, the wives of the four martyred men were also ordered to renounce their faith or their children would be executed. As the mothers struggled under this terrible burden into the night, the children came running in and said that the Lord Jesus had appeared to them and, quote, all would be well. According to the account, the Lord Jesus then appeared to all of the group and told them not to fear, that he would protect them. They should not renounce him, but stay strong, knowing that he is the way, the truth, and the life. The next morning, the children, one a girl as young as four, were lined up against a wall by the terrorists, and their four mothers were Uh-oh, I think we lost Sam. Deanna? Ooh, looks like we lost everybody here for the time being. Deanna, can you hear me? Okay, we'll play a little bit of music here for the moment and see if we can get them back.
to be thankful for. And I love you is not enough to express my love. Everything I have inside of me, Lord, I give. There is nothing I can do. There is nothing I can do. There is nothing I can do but worship you. Amen. It's a beautiful song by Ron Canoli. I believe we have Sam back. Is this you, Sam? No, this isn't Sam. Who's this? Hello. Hi, who's this? This is Bernadette. I I dialed the number in for a prayer that was posted. Okay. Okay. Well, what can we pray for you tonight, Bernadette? Um, just, I don't know, just, um, just need God for, to show me if there's a certain person that needs to be around me or not. I can't really give any details, but Mm -hmm. just kind of conflicted on some things. I see. So you've got somebody in your in your life right now and you're not sure whether or not you should have them in your life? Is that what you're saying? Yes. 
Okay. Well, Heavenly Father, we uh, lift up Bernadette right now, Father, and we ask, Father, for your will in Bernadette's life right now and that you would speak to Bernadette and confirm to her whether or not she should have this individual in her life. Sometimes you bring people into our lives, Father, for a purpose, to teach us things on how to deal with people. That may be the case here. We don't know. But I just pray for Bernadette that you would give her discernment and that she would hear your voice clearly as to whether or not to continue having this person in her life or not. And I just thank you for doing this, Lord, for helping Bernadette in her walk with you, because I believe that she wants to be obedient to you, Lord, and she wants your blessings, and this requires that we are obedient and that we do what you ask us to do, because there's always a reason for it. So we thank you for doing this for Bernadette, Father, for uh, moving in her life and just giving her a confirmation as to what it is that you wanted to do in the name of Jesus. Amen. Is there anything else we can pray for? Um, uh, yeah, I'm just it's like I'm just at the end of the rope. I don't, I don't I just don't know what else to do. Things have just been okay. difficult for me. Okay. Yeah, this happens to us all, and I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, for Benedict that you would make a way for her. Uh, sometimes we do get into situations where it doesn't seem like there's anywhere to go, that there's no way to solve the problem that we're facing, but you always have a solution. So I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you would open the door for Bernadette and clearly indicate that this is the door that you want her to go through, uh, what you want her to do. And what I would suggest, Bernadette, is just, you know, spend quality time in prayer before the Lord every day and read his word. And I'm believing that you're going to hear clearly from him and he's going to open up a door for you that will help alleviate the situation that you're in, whatever that situation is. Just turn to him and trust in him and he will show you the way. And we will keep you in prayer, okay? Okay. Okay. Okay, well, thank you, thank you for calling in. We really appreciate it. Is it. Was there anything else that we can pray for you? Oh, no. Okay. All right, thanks for calling in, Bernadette. I'll leave you on hold, and you can listen to the program on your phone if you want. Okay. Thank you, Lord, for Bernadette. Thank you, Lord. We all have needs, Father. Sometimes those needs are great. And I can understand, because we've all been there. But just strengthen Bernadette, and just let her know you're there, Father. Send your angels to Bernadette, Father, to minister to her and to give her peace. And thank you, Father, for just taking care of her and meeting her needs according to your will. Amen and amen. Well, Deanna and Sam have not returned, so I'm just going to go ahead and start praying, and if they do show up, we'll put them back on. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time tonight with those who are listening and those who are calling in to join us in prayer. 
We are in a very dark time in this country right now, dear Heavenly Father, as the enemy is really stepping up his attacks on Christians and on this country, trying to draw us into a war, trying to draw us into civil war because of the things that are happening in our government by these people who are globalists and they want to bring in this new world order that they have been trying to bring in for years. I know that the prayers of the saints have have delayed their plans for years. And the people that want to bring in this new world order are just absolutely like ravenous wolves. They want to bring this in and to destroy this country, turn this country into a communist country, and if necessary, start a war. We'll do whatever it takes because it is the plans of these people to enslave the rest of it. There is a depopulation agenda going on. They want to reduce the population in this world by 90% and then enslave the rest of us. Uh, and one of the things that they plan on using is artificial intelligence. We've all seen and read the stories about artificial intelligence and how it's gaining ground right now. This is extremely dangerous. And I have heard from one prophet, very reliable prophet, that the Lord is not, that you, Lord, are not going to allow this to happen because this would hasten the destruction of the people on this planet because uh, artificial intelligence can do great things, but it's also very cold. And as one man described it, he said that artificial intelligence is just like a psychopath. They will relentlessly pursue whatever goal is given them, and they have no regard for human life. So, Father, we pray against this, and we pray, Father, that you destroy this artificial intelligence agenda, and that you continue to hold back the agenda of these people who hate this country and are traitors, in our own government and are fighting against the president who is trying to do the right thing for us. This is the first time we've really had a president who was trying to do good things for the country. The past presidents we've had, not all of them, but most of our past presidents have just gone along with the program. They have been put into office by these people and have done their bidding and have done nothing to improve this country or help this country. Donald Trump is the first person I've ever seen that was supposed to lose, and he didn't. The deep state did everything they could to get his opponent into the White House, and it still didn't work. So we believe that this is your will, that this man is in the White House. And we just pray for his protection and the protection of his family, Father, and that he's able to accomplish what it is that you have given to him. Lord, there is a movie out now called Unplanned. It is uh, deals with abortion. And this movie is a very good movie. I have not seen it because I cannot bear to see anything that has to do with the abortion of the unborn. But I've had heard from friends that this movie is very good. And it is gaining in popularity. People are hearing about it and they want to see it. Even though uh, the people that rate the movie have rated this movie R, if you can believe that. R-rated movies normally uh, are rated that way because they have elements in them that are not supposed to be viewed by children. 
So what better way to try to keep children from seeing this movie than rating it R? This is just, this is just so wicked. And they're trying to stop this movie. Uh, and people, you know, try to stop people from watching it. But uh, I believe that when this movie is eventually released on DVD, that it's, they're gonna, there are going to be millions of copies bought. And families are going to show it to their families and their friends to see what this is all about. I've heard it's a great movie. And it really addresses the issue of abortion in this country, which is an abomination in your eyes, Lord. It is unthinkable to me that this country, supposedly a civilized country, has already murdered over 60 million unborn children in their mother's wombs. This is just, this is an outrage. And I know it is to you, Lord, and it is to me and every Christian who knows that abortion is murder, although the people that uh, that support it, you know, they don't believe that. And they're even at the point now of murdering children who have been born. And they end up murdering them because for some reason the mother doesn't want them. I don't understand why these women do not put their child out for uh, adoption instead of murdering it. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, stop abortion, Father. Stop the murder of our unborn. Stop the child sex trafficking. Stop the uh, the abductions of children, Father. I know that there are people that are involved in the child sex uh, slave programs and pedophilia and the murder of children in order to get their blood that these people drink, Father. I pray, Father, that your angels are sent out by the millions to stop these people from doing this and to bring this to a stop and to bring these people to justice that are doing these things. I just pray for this, Father. I pray, Father, for the uh, the caravans to stop, Father. I just pray that you somehow supernaturally stop these caravans that are being sent up against our border. Thousands of people from South America and Mexico that are storming our borders. They're overrunning uh, El Paso, for instance, has about 600 of these individuals pouring into their city every day. They have no way of handling it. And this is because of the complacency of Mexico, which is allowing this to happen. And I pray that Mexico has been cut off from any aid from America, because this is literally a declaration of war against America when a country next to America, Mexico, is doing something that is detrimental to our country. And I pray, Father, that a solution can be found to this. I pray, Father, that the wall that should have been built years and years ago is finally built so that we can have control over our southern border. And that if necessary, Father, I've heard that Donald Trump has backed off from actually closing the border, but I pray that he will reconsider this if that's what it takes to stop the influx of all of these uh, illegals pouring into our country and causing all kinds of problems here. I just pray for this, Father. I pray for this, that there is that this problem is taken care of. I pray for America. Lord, I pray, Father, that the traitors and the murderers that are in our government, in the Senate, and in the Congress, Father, remove them, Lord God, and replace them with godly men and women who will do what's right in your eyes. I pray, Father, for wicked judges 
wherever they are, Father, are removed from office and are replaced by godly men and women who will do what is righteous in your eyes. I just pray this, Father. I just pray, Father, for your people, Father, that are in the dead churches who just go to church every week for a couple of hours, and that's the only thing that they do for you, if anything. They don't spend time in prayer. They don't spend time in praise and worship. They don't spend time just being in your presence, Lord. This is so important. And I just pray, Father, that more and more of your people, Father, they're spiritually starving, that they will come out of these dead churches and find a church or, or some ministry on the Internet that they can link up with and start being fed and start understanding how important it is that they get into the battle. This is a warfare. This is war between us and the enemy. And we need all of our brothers and sisters who call themselves Christians, consider themselves Christians, to get into the battle. Because the remnant, those of us who understand this and are spending as much time as we can in prayer, spiritual warfare, we're getting tired. It's wearing us out, and we need relief. We need reserves to come into the battle and to help us in this manner, Father. So I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. I just pray this, Father, and I just pray for all the filth of the land, Father, to be washed away. I just pray, Father, for all of these wicked movies that are being put out for this to come to a stop. Our entertainment industry, Father, is so wicked and so dirty. And it is being used to brainwash the younger generation into believing that good is evil and evil is good, just like your word says. So I just pray, dear Heavenly Father, for your will to be done in this country. And I pray, Father, that somehow it is this is stopped, that they do not split Israel between a Israel state and a Palestinian state because if that happens Lord we're going to be held accountable for it your word says that if we split Israel we will be split and I've already heard from prophets of the Lord that this is going to happen that they're working on this right now behind the scenes and they're doing it to placate the uh, Arab nations who are against Israel this tiny little country in the Mideast, if you ever look at a map, Israel is completely surrounded by Arab nations that want to destroy it. But it will not be destroyed. God will not allow that to happen. So pray for those in Israel. Pray for the leadership. Pray for those who father Orthodox, uh, Orthodox, uh, their Orthodox religion. And they deny that Jesus Christ is the Savior, that he is the Messiah. And they're waiting for another one to come. And that one, who will come in his own name, that one they will accept. So just pray for Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Father. Pray for the people in Israel. And I pray, Father, that you continue to raise up more and more evangelists and missionaries to go into Israel, or those that already live there and become Christians, that they would preach the gospel in Israel, regardless of the resistance. I just pray this to our Heavenly Father. Well, I'm sorry that we lost Sam, 
and uh, that story was getting really good, and so we'll just have to listen to the uh, to the conclusion of conclusion of it sometime later, maybe next week. And I'm sorry that we lost Diana. I don't know what happened, but she is not on the switchboard. So, with everything that's been said, we're going to go ahead and close the program. I thank all of you for listening. And I pray that the uh, Colonel can be with us again next week. He will be with us this coming Sunday. So be sure to tune in. And folks, just stay in prayer. Spend as much time as you can in prayer for our country and for our president and for our brothers and sisters. Spend time, as much time as you can in praise and worship to our Lord and in his word. He is a great God. It is such a wonderful thing to be serving this awesome God that we serve. And he hears our prayers. Make sure you don't have any bitterness or unforgiveness in your heart and that you're walking in obedience. And he will hear your prayers and he will answer your prayers. He is doing this in in amazing ways. And I want to see this happening to everybody. And then next week we'll be talking about uh, a new subject and praying some more prayers like we did tonight with the prayers of renunciation. I noticed that Deanna put my email incorrectly in the chat room on Witness Project. I'll give my email one more time if you would like to get a copy of the renunciation prayers. It is C-H-U-K, just four letters, C-H-U-K dot W-I-L-S-O-N at hotmail.com. Just email me, ask for the renunciation prayers, and I'll be happy to send you a copy of them. So until Sunday... For a moment with the Colonel, Father, I just pray for all of my brothers and sisters out there. I just pray, Father, that you bless them. Heal them, Father, of any infirmities that they have, Father. Bless them, Father. For those who are looking for work, Father, find work for them. Help them financially. Heal their families if their families are going through any sickness. And I just pray, Father, that you just bless our brothers and sisters abundantly. So until Sunday on A Moment with the Colonel, God bless all of you. And thank you for being with us tonight. Bye-bye. Thank you for being with us, prayer warriors. Remember, the fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much.